0: How's it going, hey? I'm Lee McCormick. This is Tramps Like Gus, Bruce Springsteen Podcast. We're at episode 59, Sounds Like Bruce, Volume 2. Good friend of mine, friend of the show, and fellow podcaster BJ Cramp from the Rock and Real Roll podcast joins me this week to get into some more music that sounds like Bruce Springsteen. Inspired by our recent Volume 1 episode, BJ came up with 15 songs of his own that sound like the boss and would most likely be appealing to Springsteen fans. Check out BJ's great podcast, Rock and Roll, at rockandorrollpodcast.blogspot.ca, and also available on iTunes, as well as this show. We hope you download, subscribe, and leave a rating and review. BJ will be joining myself and many other rock and roll podcasts for all the fun in Nashville this August for the Rock and Pod 2 Expo. We hope to see you there, and we appreciate your donations and support if you cannot attend. Information on tickets and donations can be found at nashvillerockandpodexpo.com, and I'll leave all the details in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy another batch of songs that sound like goose. <laughs> So welcome back to the show one of my favorite podcasters and friends uh bj cramp from the rock and a roll show how are you doing today bj
1: i'm good how are you lee
0: excellent 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 looking forward to uh nashville and pod 2 this summer that's uh come up in like three months i guess now eh
1: yeah it's already three months away it's crazy
0: so it's gonna be more of the same from last year and hopefully a bit more we got some uh Excellent guests coming up. Uh, I guess Vinny Vincent was announced. We can talk about that. Eh? That's kind of cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's gonna. That's a game changer. I think that that means we're we don't have to worry about people showing up anymore. Like last year, I had no idea how many people were even going to show up. You know, but I'm not worried about that this year. And especially, you know, we've got some people probably going to be there that we can't really announce yet. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. So.
0: That's cool, yeah. So uh, I encourage everybody to, uh, if you can, get to the get to the uh, Nashville Palace, I think it is Nashville, Tennessee, August 25th. Check out our uh, the website NashvilleRockinPod.com, and the uh, GoFundMe page where you can get the tickets for the event and donate. I'll leave all that information in the show notes. And uh, so what we have some perks going on too for the uh, the donation stuff. Like we have, if you even if you put ten bucks in, right, you're going to get access to. Some extra podcast content, some stuff that me and you have worked on, and a lot of other podcasters too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we did that great uh, "What If" episode with Eric. Me and you did about Elvis. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, there's like there's a cherry pie roundtable that I did, and <laughs> um, that that idea hasn't really led to very many contributions, so right. it kind of. Chiseled out i think right, well, <laughs> but we'll if see. people actually start contributing maybe we'll do more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more exclusive stuff um there's that eventbrite site that chris set up where people can buy their tickets for vinnie vincent uh he's charging for autographs and photos, photos and stuff, uh, yeah cool and also on fashion the, tips now we, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have that guitar that's up for raffle that a uh, whole oh, bunch yeah. of people in the expo signed
0: that. So yeah, there was that Indianapolis Kiss Expo a couple of weeks ago, and uh, a lot of the podcasters that were there that are going to be at the Nashville Rock and Pod uh, as a fundraiser thing. They got a guitar and they took it around. They got about uh, you know twenty signatures of all the, the musicians and celebs that were there, right? So we're you know auctioning that off for a ten dollar kind of raffle ticket kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, all you got to do is put in ten bucks, and then your name is you know in the hat. Then you could possibly win it. And I guess, I mean, obviously the biggest name on there is Ace Frehley's autograph is on there and then Bruce and Bob Kulik are on there and uh, Lydia Lydia Chris, um, Big John Hart, um, what's the guy, the name of the guy that started the Kiss Army, uh, he was, he's on there. Um, Bill
0: Starkey?
1: Yeah, Bill Starkey signed it, so. Yeah,
0: it's kind of
2: cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really cool, so, and all you have to do is put in 10, 20, 30 bucks, and then you get your name in that one, two, three times, you know, and yeah. so.
0: Excellent.
1: And there's, there's only 300, that, uh, there's only three, we're only going to take 300 entries and then it's going to, yeah, they're so, going to draw the name, so.
0: So you got a good chance of winning if you want to participate yeah. in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. So for our episode, I figured I'd have you on, and uh, you kind of emailed me with this idea. You said you wanted to get on this show. I did one with uh, our f- mutual friend of ours and podcaster uh, Joe Royland a couple months ago. We did a "Sounds Like Bruce" episode where we talked about you know songs that kind of you know sound like Bruce Springsteen, songs you could hear Bruce Springsteen covering, or you know that were influenced by you know his writing and stuff like that. And you said you could totally fill a whole episode (laughs) full of Sounds (laughs) Like Bruce stuff, right? So I'm going to kind of let you take the reins on this episode. And uh, yeah, you turned me on to uh, 15 songs that you (laughs) think sound like Bruce Springsteen, right?
1: (laughs) Either they sound like Bruce or or they're in the same vein. And I think like big Bruce fans would definitely like them, you know, and maybe want to check these artists out further too. Um, And I think every single song I sent you is ripped right from my records. Right. I just went through my records and uh, pulled out a bunch of stuff and yeah it was fun <laughs> it was, I mean I had definitely a bunch you know right off the top of my head but then I was just going through my records and thinking of more you know? out, yeah that's one thing
0: I recommend people to check out your podcast rock and a roll is uh, I really like that you really go deep and you turn me on to a lot of songs and bands that you know I've never heard of and I, I consider myself a pretty you know hardcore music fan and I, I still you know i'm always surprised at, like uh you know a lot of the songs you play on your show and the same with this list there's a lot of stuff that i never heard before too right
1: yeah yeah well you know i've i've got 3500 or so <laughs> records sitting here yeah. that i went through to to find these 15 songs so
0: <laughs> you did some work appreciate that yeah so uh so let's get in with it. give me uh Do you put these in any order or are you just going to yeah i've
1: got them in order of like i i saved my favorite ones for the end you know i kind okay. of put them in order of yeah um favorites yeah and then i have i I had a i had a bunch more that i you know cut to try to get this list down to something manageable yeah i thought it was funny you didn't like that i sent you two eddie and the tide songs and i ended up taking them both off but you you weren't the fan anyways (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so the what the 15th one on the list is the long riders and this band what i have three records by these guys they i don't well maybe yeah i think i have their ep too um, They were, like, you know that there were a lot of these roots rock bands in the 80s. Yeah. Like, New Wave, it's really weird how New Wave just branched off into all these different directions. Yeah. And then you have these guys that were doing kind of, like, country rock or folk rock yeah, or like whatever. Yeah, alt country. And
0: yeah, in, yeah. In Toronto, we had a scene called, uh, like, it was, like, cow punk kind of up here
1: yeah, in Toronto. Exactly. We had a
0: scene, right. you know, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, so the Long Riders are one of those bands, and they um they were out of L.A., and... This is from their third album, Two Fisted Tales, which was produced by Ed Stasium, and this record sounds great. Wow, Ed Stasium, and, yeah, I love him, great producer, worked with Ramones. Right, and this is the very last song on the record, and I just thought it sounded like a killer jam. You know, I was just going through, trying to find which Long Riders song to pick, you know, yeah. and, cool. and this is a great song, and I could totally hear Bruce and the East Street Band, you know, knocking this song out for sure. Yeah, uh, It's called Spectacular Fall. What did you think of this one?
0: Yeah, I dug it. It's kind. I, of, I, you know, I noticed that alt country band feel on it. You know, uh, yeah. I love the drums on this. Like, I, I, I'm a big Rolling Stones fan, so I noticed the drums are kind of that straight kind of Rolling Stones feel groove, Charlie Watts kind of thing. Yeah, and I like right. you know it's a cool song. I like the how the uh, the outro the refrain that kind of just keep repeating that title and you know bring, right. it brings in some like kind of Bruce esque harmonica. You know, at the end of this. <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah So up next, we've got three songs in a row that are one song each from all three guys from the Nerves. So you're probably aware of the Nerves, right? Yeah, I've heard of them. I don't have any of their records, but they're like a you know early '80s kind of new wave-ish thing too, right? '70s actually. They, they 70s? actually never had an album. They had an, a four-song EP. I think it's from '76. And then there's some like compilations later, but yeah, they were. I mean, I they were that EP is amazing, and all three guys went on to have a career other you know, um, bands and stuff right yeah yeah so the first song here is jack lee he was the guitar player in the nerves and he had an album in 81 called greatest hits volume one his biggest claim to fame is he's the guy who wrote hanging on the telephone yeah which was then done by blondie that song is on the first the nerves ep and it's really? amazing Yeah, that's a cool song
0: he wrote uh yeah. I, I read two. he wrote um uh, come back and stay by paul young that was like a hit later on
1: yeah, that's on this record. But that was done by the Nerves too. There's a really? there's a couple different compilations of, you know, other Nerve songs besides the four that were on the EP, and then, um, you know, and he redid a lot of his stuff on this album. He has another solo album that came out later than this that I don't have on vinyl. But um, this was actually when I first got on eBay, which was I think '99 it's one of the first things i looked for oh, yeah. i remember was this jack lee record it's one of the first things i got back then off ebay right. um so this is the first song on the album it's called good times
0: good times all right yeah so uh check out this power pop vibe kind of jangly guitar you know cool harmony vocals good times just
3: remember the good times baby
0: Another guy from the Nerves?
1: Yeah, Paul Collins was the drummer in the nerves, but he switched the guitar and, and he was the frontman for his band, The Beat. And so this is the this is the reason that the English beat were called the English Beat, right, because right, there was right, this right. band called The Beat. Their first album, I think it came out in seventy nine, one of my favorite albums of all time. And then for their second album they switched it to the Paul Collins beat, and that album's almost as good as the first one called the kids are the same amazing i mean i couldn't recommend those two records more so great but the song i picked is from an ep from 85 that only came out in france and uh so i thought this was the most this song had like a certain level of bossiness
2: yeah. <laughs> that,
1: uh, that made me pick this one uh, it's you know it's not it does not sound exactly like springsteen but i think it has a lot it's very springsteen feel and i, I, I just think like, a Bruce fan would dig the song like they're gonna dig anything by Paul Collins, I think I mean he was so great, so I hear a lot with the uh like some
0: of the new wave you know songs that you picked here that era that they kind of a lot of influenced by the darkness and maybe you know those darkness outtakes like that promise record like I could hear this song on on that like some of the stuff Bruce was working on but didn't make the record kind of sounds like this <laughs> so
1: it's, right right you know, yeah, like I, hear yeah.
0: The, I, I hear a lot of the similarities to Bruce and um you know, but the one thing I'll say, though, is uh, a lot of these songs kind of sound like Bruce, but they're lacking a little bit in the, uh, you know, a little bit of the sophistication of the writing, the lyrics, you know, and the ranging and stuff like that. I just don't think it's on the level as Springsteen, but it's, you know, you can hear the influence in some of that, these songs. Like, you know, a lot of the lyrics, like, they're missing that third verse twist, you know, like that little, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that your little favorite. dark <laughs> dagger in the back that Springsteen kind of throw into a song, right? But uh, yeah, I dug this song, working on a good thing, kind of like California power pop. Kind of thing, yeah, like guitar driven new wave, you know, instead of like the uh keyboard
1: driven new wave. This is like uh, you know, guitar driven kind of stuff. Yeah, the first down by the beat is just a rock and roll classic. Yeah.
3: You could save me with one tender kiss.
1: Third guy from the Nerves is Peter Case, and he was the bassist in the Nerves, but he's rhythm guitar frontman for the Plimsouls. Yeah, and, well, uh, I
0: was more familiar with what that band. Out
1: of the yeah, M- they're. I guess Million Miles Away" is their most famous song. Yeah, that's a great tune. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, the first Plimsouls album is a total classic, and this song that I picked, "Everyday Things," is the last song on the record. I've always this song's kind of been my favorite Plimsolls song, and I think it's it's very up tempo, like maybe more up tempo than almost any Bruce song. But I don't know, yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah Bruce songs are never quite this Just positive. And happy, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> but I do think it has a total Springsteen vibe. And uh, also, I know that I know I had read at some point. I think Bruce was a fan. Peter Case went on to have like a singer-songwriter kind of career after the Plimsolls, and. I think Bruce was a fan of him. And I think, I don't know, I think they were kind of friends at some point. I don't know if they still are, but uh, they definitely interacted. And, uh, you you know, Bruce used to just call these guys up. You used to hear these stories about how Bruce would be a fan of even just one song. I think there was one Peter Case song that Bruce loved and he like called him up, or I don't remember. But
0: yeah, it's funny because it's like these guys are California based, right? All all three of these guys we played. And uh, yeah, whereas Bruce is like, you know, East Coast, New Jersey, where it's like snowing, and it's like a little bit, it's a little bit tougher, you know, like to live there. So you, you, you hear kind of the these guys singing about their daily life, everyday things, which is a little bit different than like you know the everyday things back in New Jersey, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, but it's cool. It, it's we, you know you hear Bruce when he went into his like '92 California Human Touch Lucky Town' era, like that sound could have been like more. You know where he was coming from with this. If he'd never been from New Jersey, kind of thing, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what Bruce would do with an arrangement on a song like this. If he were to cover it or
1: something like that, that would be kind of cool. I think it would be great <laughs> if he did. I'll
3: wake up every day. We'll-
1: Cretones uh, this band they had two albums on Planet Records in 80 and 81 one of those bands that there's a bunch of bands that got signed after the knack became like the biggest thing for a year or two like okay. all the labels went out just trying to sign the next knack and they signed all these bands and then Skinny all those bands, bands. Se- or yeah and a lot of those bands seem to have two albums because they all got two album deals and yeah. then so they, they put out two records and then they disappeared and this is one of those bands they were an LA band and this is I mean, they get called power pop, but they've got a lot of roots rock kind of elements. And they're definitely not one of my favorite bands or anything, but I think Springsteen fans would would like them. And this 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 song, Cost of Love, it's from their first album, Thin Red Line. I think I... I sent you a song, I think, from their second album too, but then I cut it from the list. Yeah,
0: I made a note saying this is a fucking good song, one of my favorites yeah. off your list. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's. I was like, I was just like, uh, like whoa, that organ and chord note stomp, like on the drums off the top, is like very Springsteen, you know? It's once again that kind of darkness era vibe. It's got a cool kind of Springsteen esque guitar solo in it.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I guess, like you were saying, it's those outtakes. Like, I mean, we all know that some of Bruce's greatest songs didn't make the records, yeah, and I think that's a lot of... These songs are more reminiscent, probably, of a lot of those, exactly. which are some of my favorite Bruce songs ever, you know? Some of those non-album tracks. Absolutely, um, yeah. Like, Take em As They Come and, you know, uh, yeah. Roulette and, you know, all those awesome songs, Don't Look Back. There's so many great songs that uh, weren't on the records, so... Yeah.
0: good great chorus on this song. I really love the chorus.
1: Yeah, yeah it's
0: great production too yeah. yeah I also read too a little note these guys were uh, like Linda Ronstadt's backup band for, she made like a new wave rock record called Mad Love right that's and a, I think
1: the, the guy wrote like three songs on it or something yeah yeah that's, that's a, a Linda Ronstadt record too, so connection you're in deeper than you see what
0: you need what you
3: want
1: This record, I don't know how well known it is. Paul Warren and Explorer. This guy was in a band called Night City, which I have that album, but it's not any good. And that band had was a Ray Manzarek from the Doors band, and also had Nigel Harrison. So that he was in that band between Silverhead and then he joined Blondie. Yeah. Um it's not, not not a good album. Paul Warren, I guess, was the guitar player in that band. And then he he had this this album, Paul Warren and Explorer. I think he was big. Like in L.A., I think I think this band was pretty big on the on the Strip, like late '70s, uh, if I remember right.
0: Well, he's a guitar like songwriter mostly. Like I read, uh, he played he played with Rod Stewart for the longest time recently. Right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He with, went like, on to Richard to Marx like too, yeah. like a session guy kind of. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I dug. Yeah, he song. just had this one record and then you know never did anything else like uh, you know himself you know. But uh, this was on RSO and. Robert this is Simmons. kind of yeah. the, the heavy, a heavy, the heavy end of power pop, like the hard rock. Yeah, fast rocker, like guitar driven. Yeah. yeah this right. one yeah. kind
0: of reminds me slightly of like the you know the held up without a gun kind of Bruce, that sort of frantic, almost not punk but like you know rock and roll, little fast you know kind of thing. Yeah, I
1: I just thought Bruce fans would like this song. You know, I thought it was just it's a cool song. You know, the others I like it. Yeah. What does he say? I don't do what the others do you don't have to do what the others do it's a it's a yeah it's a cool kind of a bruce theme you know to the lyrics yeah yeah, yeah.
3: don't try
0: Uh Jules and the Polar Bears, you just don't wanna. Now I know Jules Shear uh used the main guy in this band, right? Yeah, yeah. I know him yeah, from he... uh I know him from writing uh, All Through the Night by Cindy Lopper and uh that's I love that song. he wrote uh If She Knew What She Wants by the Bangles. Yeah,
1: that's like his biggest claim to fame, yeah. I guess, is that Bangles song. And um he, he was in a band called Funky Kings, which in the er, in the mid-70s. Um that's one of those records that I've heard and then I've seen it in the stores but never bought it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh then he had, then there were these two albums by Jules and the Polar Bears in 78 and 79 and they're they're pretty good. Yeah. And I thought this song, I think this is the first song on the first album and I thought it had a very Bruce and the East Street Band feel yeah. to me and I've always really dug this song so
0: very, uh, very, just... very Asbury Park rock and roll with the uh, piano and yeah. horns and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's kind of got that East Coast accent, you know, singing style too, right? So that's <laughs> right.
1: Uh, that kind of gives it with the boost vibe too. And I swear you can hear Clarence singing backups. You know, it's got <laughs> that it, the backup vocals totally sound like that East Street band sound.
0: Yeah. Singing the singing the chorus on the outro is really cool.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, there you
0: you go to a couple songs by uh you know a friend of bruce springsteen willie nile from buffalo new york
1: yeah i love willie nile he had two albums on arista in 80 and 81 and yeah any bruce fan should seek those albums out because those records are great and then but then he disappeared for like 10 years he didn't have another album until 91 right and it's called places i have never been and yeah, this song Heaven Help the Lonely. I thought this song was very reminiscent of like more recent Bruce, like post The Rising. Right, like okay. The Rising Magic Working on a Dream kind of Bruce song, you know. Yeah. How, one of the poppier songs yeah. from that that era. Well, I'm pretty sure Bruce Springsteen's probably got this album in his collection, you know. Yeah, probably.
0: Friend and fan of the show, uh, Charles Harrison's a big Willie Nile fan, so uh you know he he kind of goes down to all of his shows in the states and everything too and uh yeah, cool chorus on this song. I could definitely hear Bruce singing like a duet on him. Or
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to see Willie Now live once in uh, during South by Southwest at like at one of the day. They there was a, there's a place in Austin called the Dog and Duck Pub, and every the coolest thing about South by Southwest is that the whole week, all day, there's free shows going on, yeah, and so everybody that's in town. Like, even if you don't buy a wristband and even if you don't go to the, sh- the showcases, you still get to see almost everybody because they play a day show. And uh, the dog and duck pub would always have like a power pop theme. Or uh, like, I saw, I saw Dwight Twilly there, and I saw the two guys from 2020 there. Um, I saw Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs play there. This was all free. Like, wow. awesome. every year we would go down there. And I got to see Willie Nile there one year. It was really great. Yeah, I love him.
3: do
0: song off his, his his debut record his 1980 record right
1: yeah it was really tough to pick just one song from the first two albums like there's a right. bunch of songs i could have picked but i landed on um i'm not waiting uh, it's got the piano it's got like roy bitten sound the piano and yeah,
0: prominent piano for sure yeah yeah this one uh, i wrote down it's kind of got a buddy holly meets bruce springsteen vibe to it you know
1: yeah yeah Yeah, there's a song from that album called That's the Reason that I really love that's a Total Buddy Holly song. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Cool, cool, yeah. So, uh, yeah, cool song, but, you know, once once again, I got to say, you know, some of these songs are kind of missing that kind of lyrical sophistication, you know, that poetic mastery that, you know, Brooks kind of, you know, so you know it needs a third
1: verse twist. You know, <laughs> like a, yeah. Now that you say that, I, I mean, I didn't even consider the lyrical the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I know ideas. I know you're more, vers, you're not yeah. really a lyrics
0: guy. You're a you're a music kind of guy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking more of like a, a Spring a C and E Street band vibe, vibe and yeah. Willie yeah. really, Nile, no, I'm not waiting.
3: You didn't come home last Thursday. Oh
0: so then you picked uh you picked uh, something from canada right pagliaro time race
1: yeah i thought this one sounded a lot a lot like a born to run type song yeah and yeah i love this guy he's one of my favorites and this song uh came out in 77 and there's a french version of this song that came out in 76.
0: oh with uh just like all french lyrics
1: yeah 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 pagliaro switched back and forth between french and english on his records a lot so he had a record in '76 that was all in French, and this song was on there. And then '77, he had a record called "Time Race" that was all in English. And uh, but otherwise, it's pretty much exactly the same, except for the just translated, I guess.
0: Yeah, I haven't yeah. searched out many of his records. I, I know his hits, like I know "Loving You Ain't Easy" and "Don't Know What the Hell I Got." Like those yeah. songs are played all the time. But uh, you did a, you did one episode full on Pag, and uh, it was really cool that you turned me on to a bunch of songs that I'd never heard by him. You know, even being from Toronto, you would think. You know he would get played all the time being from quebec but you know he doesn't i guess it's that english french segregation thing you know
1: yeah 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 the francophone francophone thing yeah Yeah, i did a whole episode about francophone which is the uh, quebec scene that's in french it's very interesting but yeah loving you ain't easy is one of my favorite songs of all time <laughs> i just oh, love it so, so much good, yeah and
0: a yeah. pretty fucked up album cover on this right like it's <laughs> yeah. it's like a dude in leather pants crouched down and he's like wearing a gas mask or something like that <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah like futuristic but cheap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to make it futuristic but we got a, we got a very small budget <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. You tell me-
1: Of course, Bruce fans are going to be very familiar with this guy, Nils Lofgren. Yeah. And this is a song from his nineteen eighty three album, Wonderland, called I Wait For You. And uh yeah. so this, is, this pre, is a good album.
0: This is pre E Street band, Nils Lofgren. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he had a very he had a bunch of albums and his first album from seventy five is one of my favorite albums. It's so great. He never even came close to making a record as good as that. But yeah. but Wonderland is a good album. And but I just thought this song sounded so much like Springsteen that right. it'd be fun. It's almost like
0: fun. Bruce heard this and he's like, uh, Yeah, maybe this cat can fit in the fit the band. Pretty yeah, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. huge Bruce sound on this song specifically, like uh, you know, from the guitar playing, just a killer, uh, you know, great guitar solo on this. And then the singing, he's doing like the shalala stuff on it, yeah. you know, <laughs> the arrangements, you know, the dynamics. Between the verses and the chorus like this is this is some of the stuff that's I think is missing in some of these other songs this these kind of like you know Springsteen arrangement techniques you know dynamics and the kind of stuff like that and uh, you hear a lot of that in this
3: song for sure
1: yeah this is probably the one I sent you that sounds the most <laughs> like Springsteen I guess and it's also funny because it's nose laughing, so
3: Sha-la-la, I, shall I, shall I, still I wait for you, yeah. sha la still I wait for you. I know some sweet girls in my neighborhood that would love to cherish and treat me good. But like a poor man waits for a Cadillac he'll never have, I'm waiting and die of sorrow and grief when she heard the sad
0: You got a couple of songs from a guy I like, uh, Sil Sylvain from the New York Dolls, and a couple songs off his solo records, right?
1: Yeah, Sylvain, Sylvain. I remember in Austin in, like, 98 or whenever when I found that record for a buck, and who would have thought? The debut one, the pink one? Yeah, the debut one. Yeah. Yeah, the first song we're playing here is from the second album, but, I, you know, I, I just, of course, I loved the New York Dolls, but I right. didn't even know at the time... You know, this was before I was on the internet or anything. I didn't even know that he had a solo yeah. album. Yeah, and I found it. I remember the store I found it at. Uh, it was in, like, the mall. It was in the mall down in Austin. That mall's not even there anymore. And uh it's like, a giant bookstore that had tons of records, too. And, uh, yeah, I was blown away when I got that record. I had no idea, you know, how great it was. And then uh, eventually got his second album, which is called Sil Sylvain and the Teardrops. Right. and. That's what this song is from. I can't forget tomorrow, which is a great title, and yeah, this is a great song, and it's kind of it's got that piano, like maybe a Roy Bitten sound in there, yeah. and um, you you, know, you almost hear like Bruce and Sil kind of had
0: similar influences, right? Like this kind of the Spectre yeah. '60s girl group, group kind of thing, right. you know? Yeah, right. So they're yeah. probably listening to the same songs, and
1: sure, yeah,
0: you know that piano lick on there with the, the more like la 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 la's on there. You know?
1: Yeah this song totally stands out on that record and I just thought it was great and it would be fun for you to you know play on here and uh, people would get into it
0: solo record 1979 i I love this record a lot great cover it's all pink with him doing like that rock and roll guitar pose on it right
1: (laughs) yeah it's a great it's a yeah it's it's such a great album and who would have thought you know who would even know but yeah it's killer record killer rock and roll album and
0: it sounds like another one of those darkness outtakes like the promise vibe on this you know the springsteen meets buddy
1: holly vibe yeah yeah i don't know exactly how much this song sounds like bruce i just think this song is so great that people should yeah. hear it you know and it does have a, a Bruce vibe yeah. but then he's got little like flamenco guitar in there or something like you know some different stuff yeah but, it's uh,
0: like a 12 string like Rickenbacker playing like this counterpoint line which is really neat you know
1: yeah but this is one of those songs it's like this should have been a hit song you know oh, yeah. uh, every boy and every girl it's called and it's just so great so yeah oh it's killer love it So low Yeah, two more. Uh, yeah, this one is this one is just for a laugh i like it but (laughs) dl byron this guy he wrote shadows of the night which if you think about it that sounds like a bruce song too that sounds like a corny version of springsteen you know what i mean
0: well this dude Um, i noticed sings like bruce like he's trying yeah exactly that's why
1: yeah that's why i was saving this for you know towards the end because he sounds so much it sounds like he's aping springsteen you know so obviously yeah on this and uh this he this is a good album this day and age, except the vocals are just kind of over the top ridiculous. I mean, yeah. as soon as you hear it, you're like, <laughs> you're like it's almost like this guy's making fun of Springsteen or something. Yeah. It's like this is like an over the top impression of Springsteen or something. But uh yeah, But yeah, there's cool. really good songs in this album, and I tried to pick the one that was the most Bruce esque, I guess. Twenty really? first century man. I mean I could have put any song from this record just because of the vocals, right, yeah. <laughs> you know. Just for a laugh, but uh, yeah, this is not. This song. is not the uh, definitely not my favorite song from the album. Um, there's a great song on here called "Love in Motion." That's a great power pop song, and uh, there, there's some other better songs than this one. But this one, I guess, had the most Springsteen feel to it.
0: Last pick, your uh, Sounds Like Bruce Springsteen number one song. What do you got there?
1: Joey's on the Street Again by the Boomtown Rats. I always yeah. thought that this sounded like a song from Greetings from Asbury Park or something like that. Yeah, uh, I hear that, yeah. Yeah, so it does. It sounds like early Bruce, like wordy. Yeah. Wordy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I
0: wrote down, like, I think the songwriting on this song is probably better than most on the list. You know, I, I assume written by Bob Geldof. It's more of a character song kind of thing, like the kind of stuff Bruce would do. Right. i guess the song's about a street kid that uh you know didn't grow out of it the way his his friends did kind of thing right like really cool lyrics on this and it kind of has that springsteen third verse where i think like he he, all all of his friends leave joey in the city kind of alone right right
1: yeah that's why i saved this one for last because this is you kind of wouldn't expect it if you're not familiar with the boomtown rats but um and this was actually on their first album which. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of punk elements on their first record, and then it got tacked on the at least it's on the U.S. version of the second album, "Tonic for the Troops," which is a great record. So, what year was this? Would have been was this like early '80s or? Uh, '77 is when it eh? first came out. Yeah, on the first album,
0: because mm-hmm. I because I was gonna say like. It sounds like stuff off the river, but I'm like, I think this came out first, right? There's there's yeah. the piano organ, there's a sax solo. Like the sax solo sounds like there's actually some licks right. from, uh, if you listen to Clarence's Ties That Bind sax solo, it sounds like there's a couple of licks from this, but I guess this predated that by three years. So you know, maybe, yeah. maybe Clarence heard this or Bruce heard this and you never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if I was right, but I know that I just always thought that this just sounded a lot like a Springsteen song. And and it was weird because it was the Boomtown Rats and I mean they have some other they have a couple other songs like Rat Trap from Tonic from the Troops kind of has this same vibe going on and yeah Geldof he had a lot of put a lot of words into the songs that yeah. make gives it more of that early Bruce. Bruce feel yeah
0: some arrangement things use the dynamics he brings the band down you know to the bass after the soul and then you know, builds it back up for the last verse
1: yeah yeah like the atmosphere the dynamics and everything yeah.
3: the only means will be the same. And now something happens this day. Joe is on the street again.
0: thanks for sharing your uh sounds like bruce list with us that's awesome hope we turn some people on to some new songs that you know i guess springsteen fans would probably like that's kind of what we were trying to do with this show eh? yeah yeah let us know (laughs) (laughs) let us know know if you liked it It. yeah (laughs) cool yeah (laughs) and we'll see you and everyone else at the nashville rockin pod this august that's going to be a fun time man
1: hell yeah can't wait all right all right thanks bj thank you lee
4: that's the show folks thanks for listening you can find us on our website at TrampsLikeUsPod.com communicate with us on Facebook at our Tramps like Us podcast group page and on Twitter at TrampsLikeUsPod don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes where you can leave a review and a 5 star rating Tramps like Us podcast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free we are not affiliated with Bruce Springsteen or Columbia Sony Records if you've heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it from BruceSpringsteen.net, iTunes, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to Bruce Springsteen and all past and current members of the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, earth love-making, viagra-taking, history-making, testifying, death-defying, legendary, E-Street Band. You know, I'm really glad you came to be on the show because
5: I am a big fan of yours for a long time now. Are you really? Yeah, I watch so, all your... It's so, it's so- it's weird, awesome. weird that they, you know, Dolly Parton, you know, watches like Joe Piscopo. Do you really do that? Honest, I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying that because we're on television. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to come be on the show because you're well, a real favorite. It's so... You are really... You know, everybody says how like, great you are. You know that. No, everybody said you gotta meet this lady she's a dynamo she's like the sweetest uh-huh. person in the world and i wasn't disappointed you are just terrific oh, and i have nice. admired you because you are like this legendary performer you're gigantic in jersey really Absolute. i wouldn't think that would be big country music territory yeah. south jersey particularly uh... uh now you love all those characters. I can tell you, do that was great when you did Sinatra. Dolly, you, you're yeah, so cool. cool. And Dolly. your blue eyes. Oh well, yes. do did you see the contacts? In my head? Yeah, it was amazing. I so could see it. you. It you like enjoyed doing all those characters. I can tell. you do Jerry Lewis? You do Robert De Niro. But yeah. You just do everybody. Yeah. I don't... Well, who's your favorite? Uh, I guess. I, I have to do when I do something. I admire him you know so it's gotta be like Springsteen probably Wow, well, he's great he's the best as a yeah. songwriter I've been trying to get him on the show because you know I've been wanting to get you know great people but I can't uh, seem to get him on well, let me see what I can do Dolly you sound like a setup to you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: each valley through the
0: bonus content for the button on today's show that was joe piscopo sounding like bruce springsteen on the dolly parton show back in 1987 and as i was looking for some kind of sounds like bruce button to put on this show i went down one of those youtube wormholes and i came across this thing i guess it was uh like back in the 80s some dj was spinning i'm on fire by bruce springsteen and he sped it up a little bit and it remarkably sounded like dolly parton so (laughs) so check out this this is i'm on fire sped up, and it kind of sounds like Dolly Parton singing. So Bruce Springsteen sounds like Dolly.
3: <laughs> hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? I got a bad desire. Oh, I'm on fire. Tell me now, baby, is it good to you? And can you do to you the
5: things that I do? Oh, no, I can take you high.
3: Baby, edgy and double, cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my skull. At night, I wake up with the sheets soaking wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head. And we-